Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Fins Up Podcast. I am your host, Mort, and yes, I'm joined by my colleague, Salo Dan. Dan, it has been too long between drinks. It has. I'm all giddy. I'm like a schoolgirl. It's like, yay, Terry and I are here to do Fins Up. Now, look, I, I've got I've to be honest. I was receiving messages because I appeared on, on the Sharkcast last week. Shout out to Shinaz. Um, and people were like, oh, you, you and Terry are no longer doing it. Are you making the jump? Nothing could be further from the truth, my friends. It just, times didn't match up. We were both very busy. Yeah, it's good to be back. You, you with your new job, me with moving, new job, all this kind of stuff. But, you know, I know I gave you the call at 9.30 tonight. I was uh, building Harper's bike. It took me literally an hour and 45 minutes. I was like, I need, I need to vent. And what better way to vent than to talk some black, white, and blue? And you're up for it. So let's go. Let's get into it. Um, I was literally at the end of my driveway going to the gym when you said, let's do fins up. And I was like, well, the universe has spoken. I turned back around and here I am. I mean, you probably had enough time to go to the gym anyway, knowing how, how Look, much of a bludger you are. I probably could have, but I didn't, so maybe after we'll see how we go. Mate, football, Sharks! Yeah, look, the uh, the Sharks beat the Gold Coast Titans 18 points to 10 in a game that had everybody furious with this performance from the Sharks. So I'm going to throw it over to you, Dan. I want you to tell me your emotions and your thoughts coming from this game. As we've got further from the game, I've, I've seemed to have cooled a little bit, you know. Maybe I've just getting soft in my old age. But, you know, we went, we went up there and we won. So that's all people are really going to remember in three to four weeks. Come finals time, we'll be there. The Titans won't. But in terms of the performance, it, would, it was rancid dog shit, mate. Outside the top of the opening 15 minutes where it looked like Cronulla were going to run up a score, we clicked off. We went back into the old shark ill-discipline the throw it left to right and see if we can just pinch a try and then we'll run right. And unfortunately for the second week in a row, when our opponent held the ball, they pushed us, they scored tries, and they made us look stupid. When they stopped holding the ball and their completion rate went down, the Sharks went on with it. Not not great, but, mate, no one's going to remember how we won. They're just going to remember that we won. Yeah, look, you know, if you were trying to show someone the fundamentals of, you know, rugby league, this is the game you wouldn't show them. Um, the errors, you know, mainly, you know, if you would just turn around and say there were 16 errors in the game, you'd go, that was a bit too much. That's how many Cronulla made. That's disgusting. 16 errors in this game. Cronulla's completion rate, Dan, are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I love stats. Cronulla's completion rate couldn't even give us a laugh. It was 68%. Oh, that is disgusting. Disgusting. That's West Tigers areas, mate. Now, I don't know how we won this game. If you have, like, just just stats, the advanced stats, metrics, everything, turn around and suggest that the Gold Coast Titans should have won this game. Probably shows you how bad the Titans are. Um, there is There is nothing positive from a fan that can come out of this game. Fans, when you play teams down the bottom of the competition, you want to win by 30 or 40 points every week. For mine, though, and this is this is the rational head of mine and thinking is Craig Fitzgibbon, there is a lot to come out of this game because if we go up there as a team and we pants the Gold Coast Titans 40 to 6, you go into this break and you think everything's honky-dory. But we've gone up there, missed two dozen tackles, and dropped the ball 16 times. And you can, you know, Fitz now 
has got a lot to work with when the players come back. And I think this is better from a coaching point of view now because we can go back to what have we got to do to hold onto the ball? Is it more hairspray? Is it more soapy balls? What, what have we got to do? Because that's just not good enough. Going back to that spray thing, was it this week where the ball stuck to Ramian's hand early on when he went to play the ball, or was that last week? No, it was this week. It was. It stuck, it, it stuck to the stuck to his hand every time Sonny Katoa was open. That's yeah, that, yeah he took, took the joke right off me. But thank you, Terry. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the problem is, but mate, Fitz is going to be busy for the next two weeks. We'll go through the players we got representing later on, um, but the majority of the squad. Is there? I know that we we'll probably be taking some time off, well deserved. But uh, mate, at what point do you say stop being stupid and we'll win more football games? Because I, I got a hold of Fitzy's halftime speech. I think I used this joke last week, and it was simply don't be shit. Because when we're not terrible, and we're not dropping the ball. We're close to unbeatable. You know, I Cronulla come in at eighty-five percent completion. Nine times out of ten, they win the game. You know, we don't, we don't have the ability to, to hold the good sides out. We don't have the ability to, to run 100-metre tries like Melbourne and, you know, Panthers do. So we've got to hold the ball and build pressure. I thought at times we did that well this weekend, but the discipline is so friggin' bad. Yeah, and for mine now, it's not even the drop balls. It's the shitty penalties, you know. There's there's a lot there's a lot to you know people are critiquing these early kicks from Nico Hines, but it's a game plan you know when the when the Titans forwards and you could the the commentators even said if you go back and watch the game I painfully watched this game a number of times, but if you go back and watch this game, Hines kicks the ball on the third tackle, and it turns the Titans forwards around and on their third tackle, their their forwards aren't even on side so Hines has done his job. We've done our job. Problem is, the next set, we do the same thing again. We kick the ball down, then we pin them down. Ramian makes a really good tackle. And for whatever reason, Braden Trindle just decided to run and jump on the guy, give a penalty away. And this is the thing. like This is not building pressure. Now, we're lucky we're playing the Titans because you can almost guarantee that if we're playing the Storm, they're going to go up and score a try off of that. Like, you give these good teams an inch, they're taking six points. Yeah. <laughs> We were lucky we played the Titans this weekend because two weeks in a row we played pretty bad. You know, we, we ran up a score against the Warriors, but that's a team that doesn't want to be here. The Titans are, you know, they're literally the worst team in the competition right now. So, you know, you do that against the Roosters, as we did, and they pounded us. You do that as against Storm. And I thought we played really well against the Storm for 60 minutes. But if we play Melbourne like we did this past weekend, we're copping 60. Like, the difference between our good and our bad is so, it's it's night and day, and the good teams close that gap. You know, obviously you want to close it to the higher side. You want to be better than you are bad, but, mate, I I didn't feel like winning. I, I, after the game, put ding and I put a photo. It's a tradition. I've done it for like five or six years. Whatever's funny, whatever's on my camera roll, whatever happened on the day, or just something random for, for lols and likes. This week I put ding and then I wrote, this is tradition only, because we didn't deserve that thing, Terry. It was that friggin' bad. It was It was really bad. And, you know, as, as you said, as a fan, we wanted to win that game by 30 or 40 points. But, you know, we, we got our four and against back up against the Warriors. I'm glad we had this, this insipid performance because Fitz can now, on this week off, think of what we need to do at training. And next week... I fear the boys. I fear for them going back in there because 
that old ball, you know, he, he hasn't smiled all year. And that head's just getting redder and redder. <laughs> the vein's getting bigger, Terry. And I, I, I think, I think one of our forwards is going to cop it. I don't know who, but I think one of them is going to get beaten up. He's going to jump in a wrestling sesh and absolutely yeah. towel them up, and they got it coming. And it's funny you mention the forwards because I thought they were better this week. I thought Royce Hunt probably had his best performance. You know, it's maybe been one or two better, but he was a weapon up the middle, made heaps and heaps of meters. But who went with him? I don't think that I don't think that there's been many Royce Hunt games better than this. Like I think he's had games where he's put highlights on, like he's scored a try or he's run over someone. But in terms of being like a big aggressive, like this was a Jared Warrior Hargraves esque performance from Royce Hunt. He did it in thirty minutes. Yeah, his stats are ridiculous. This guy can get one hundred and sixty eight meters in thirty minutes. Unheard of. Like you said, that's JWH territory, and he's got the size, and it looks it looks like he's got the motor to do it. Maybe he can't play more than thirty minutes, but again, Toby was Gaspin Frere at twenty seven minutes. Gave away a penalty, I think, and then they took him off. And I was like, stop waiting for that error. But, um, yeah, I think Royce, I think his minutes, if he's got it in him, can definitely go up because he's, he's earned it multiple times over. I did like I do like the way Graham of the last few weeks, the starting on the left, T comes on, he moves into the middle. You haven't seen the errors from Wade. You know, you're not getting the, the highlight reel tries or the line breaks of old, but you're getting a very good shift every week. So, you know, trying to find positives, there's one. Just going back on to Tobias, it wasn't a penalty. It was a terrible missed tackle. That's right. I know there was something where I just yeah. immediately reached so, for Twitter. Toby didn't give away a penalty or drop a ball this week, but it's the noticeable grasping for air, throw an arm out, fall over, can't get back up, they make a line break. You know, but, I mean, if you want to talk about starts to a game, we were up 10-0 and I thought we were going to race the clock. Yeah, the way Matt Moylan started, mate, this was 2018 Matt Moylan. Speaking of Matt Moylan, was his second try a try or not a try? I thought it was a try live. I can understand why it wasn't given. Teague was initially what? a uh, an op- a um, supporting player. So he can do what he wants. But when Moylan didn't go as fast as him, he becomes in front and it's a penalty. I hate the rule. It's a try for mine. So the, my issue is Patrick Herbert tackled Teague Wilton. Yes. And then ended up behind Teague Wood and wanted to go back at Matt Moylan. Yeah, it's a defensive mistake. That's Patrick Herbert's fault for tackling, turning around, and then that's like that's a bad read. Yeah, he's a supportive player when he makes the tackle. And said it's a dreadful read by Patrick Herbert, and he should be hooked by Justin Holbrook. Yep, agreed. No, I, I thought it was a try. I can understand why it isn't, but I think that rule, it's technicality and it shouldn't exist. Moylan, for the second week in a row, was our best player on the field. Yeah, I... I'd, I'd go I'd go as far as saying that if it wasn't Matt Moylan, it was CC for Talakai. Yeah, Talakai was very good. Again, he got burnt in defence, and this t- Titans, I mean, I know we mentioned it on, on Outlaws, that's not a very good um, centre combo by any stretch, you know. Patrick Herbert's pretty pretty terrible. And I think I think the one we were talking about earlier was the AJ Brimson break and where he set up the try. It was just disgusting defence. But Talakai in attack, mate, there's few more damaging centres in the game. But defensive-wise, he's just been stood up every week. And a good centre is going to take advantage of that. The thing is, like, yeah, yeah, like, I, I, can see where, I can see why people, including yourself, want him out of the forwards. The problem is you're taking away one area 
to fix another, but you're not fixing the other area. So, and I mean, I know Connor Tracy's all heart, but Connor Tracy's not Talakai. No, he's not. And that's that's the thing right now is that I agree with you that Talakai is probably, well, Talakai is better served in the middle of the field. But right now, I'm not robbing Peter Paul. I'm keeping Peter out on the wing and telling the fucking Pauls of the middles to do their fucking job a little bit better. They should definitely be doing their job better. There's a few players there that are lucky that there's a few injuries. But I thought Dale Fanu can look very good on return, which is which is another plus. Trying trying to stay positive here. I still don't like the bench rotation. I'm not 100% sure what the thinking is behind Tolman. But, you know, he, he was pretty good on the weekend. He, he's never been been terrible. I think maybe he's had one bad game in his entire Shark career. But I still... I still don't feel like we can roll the big forwards, the good forwards. Now, the Titans pack's okay. Tino Bostas and the big bloke, Mo Futawaker, on the bench had his best game of the season. And, I mean, he's been well below par. And we said it pre-game. We said he's going to have a big game because he's going to roll our forwards. And he did. That's a worry. Yeah. Um, just on Dale Finucane, when the Titans scored their second try, I don't think Finucane could have picked up his interchange card quick enough. From that point there, from the point that Dale Finucane entered the field, we won the game 8-0. Beautiful. It's almost as if he went out there and just stared at everyone and was like, start tackling. Yeah, lift your game. I think I think McInnes coming off hurt us this week. I think we've got to find a way to keep him out there more. Yeah, look, someone, someone said to me it's all about getting these minutes still under his leg and his knee and he's getting older and, you know, and I think... I think when we get our full contingent of players back, like I think when BHG comes back, when Jack Williams comes back, probably you are looking at Cam McInnes going back to the bench because his impact off the bench was really good. I'm now, you know, at the beginning of the year, I didn't have a place for Royce Hunt in the team. But when Braden Hunt-Lanuelli comes back, him and Royce Hunt are my starting props. Yeah, big boys. I've got Dale Finucan at lock, I've got Toby on the bench. Yeah, that's fair. You need that impact. Are you, are you letting, um, obviously, Fafita's not there. What about Tolman? Well, no, Hunt takes his spot because you, you've, got to make a, you've got to make a spot in the team for T. Wilton. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you probably can you probably can have Tolman in the side, but we've got to stop this Braden Trindle as well, this Braden Trindle madness. And, obviously, Jack Williams will, will be there as well. But Trindle, for mine, we're, we're doing his career damage. By giving him 20 minutes with no position and no game plan and telling him to go out there and impress. Like, how's he going to impress? He's not playing in the halves and he can't take a hit up because he's too small. Yeah, we're really doing him a disservice. And, I mean, Newtown lost to Penrith on the weekend. And it was a close game, but, I mean, that Penrith side is fucking ridiculous. It's a close game. They flogged us. What? They flogged us. Yeah, we had him until the first half, though, and they just ran away. But my point is, Braden Trinder goes into that side. It's completely different. You know, fully fully firing Braden Trindle. So I would like to see him as, you know, cop, copy and paste for the past six weeks. He's got to be playing 80 minutes for Newtown because if Moylan or Hines do go down, you can't throw Trindle in there now because he's got, what, 20 minutes average game time? No line breaks, no line break assists, 10, 15 tackles. You know he's making his tackles to his credit. But is that what you want as an impact utility player? There's no impact and there's no utility value. Makes fucking zero sense. Don't get me started, Terry. No, like, if, if anything, 
He should he should be there, and it should be Luke Metcalf who should be on the bench. Yeah, speedy player because that can duck in, take a hit up, and bush, he's gone. Or, or Lockie Miller, right? But the, the reason why I'm saying for Metcalf is, you know, I, I get that he's leaving, but he can also go in there and just, like, he can run a mark. Or if he gets belted, he can just laugh about it. Yeah, who cares? Who knew? We're doing his career disservice. You know, yeah. no more of a disservice than signing for the Warriors. Mate, oh, I love that line of thinking. And I I would tend to, I want thinking for the future, Trudel playing 80 minutes because Fitz is such a big fan, it's become obvious that he's the heir apparent to Matt Moylan. But a Trindle now, or a Trindle this time last year, this time last year he was twice the player he is now, at yeah. least in, in how he's held, in what regard. That, that's not good. You can't be sending young players backwards. Now, I don't know whether it's a confidence thing, whereas if he gets dropped, that's it. He'll pack his bags up. Who knows? Some players just don't have that in them. But it's a risk you got to take because, my God, it's, it's offering nothing. Yeah, look, this time last year, we were all sitting there going, Trindle's the house partner for Nick Hines. Yeah. Because I, I, I believe it's, is it, it's tomorrow we sign Nick Hines. So, yeah, about that. It'll, yeah, it'll come up in my memories. Well, there you um, go. We were literally saying, you know, at the time it was Johnson and, and Reynolds who were chasing. And then, you know, it became Trindle and Reynolds or Trindle and Johnson. And then it just became, now, I he's not in the best 25, which is really disappointing. And I hate I to mean, bag him. Like, oh, uh, this, this isn't bagging him. This is us turning around and saying, this is not good for his career. Like, it's not. Not at all. We either say to him, you're the first cab off the rank for an injury or poor form, but it doesn't look like Moylan's going to drop out of form and Hines is one of the best players in the competition at the moment. So you've got to go down there and cut your teeth because 20 minutes is not... Do- and, I, and I mean, for mine, I'm on your line of thinking now. At the beginning of the year, I wanted a utility player on the bench and I wanted that utility player to be Connor Tracy. I'm with you now. Four forwards is the way to go. Yeah. If, you, if you get an injury... We're lucky enough to have creative players like Wade Graham. Yeah, of course. And you've got Teague Wilton that can fill in almost anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not a way. Ronaldo can play centre. You can put a player in a wing. Talakai has proven you can move to centres. It's I, I just don't get the thinking, and I know we bang on about it, and I apologise to those, you know, both people listening tonight, but it's just, mate, what what the hell? What the hell? I don't know. Let's talk let's, about something let, else. Let's take some positives out of this game, though, because we have more players than not run for 100 metres. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, our, our back three in Kennedy, Katoa, and Mulatalo were just incredible, safe, whatever you can say about it. Sione Katoa should have had 100 tries. Unfortunately, Jesse Ramian can't pass the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, people are going to remember this game from Jesse Ramian as... He didn't pass the ball or he passed a shocking pass and he gave away that stupid penalty that wasn't a penalty. What they're not going to remember is just how damaging his runs were, how many tackles he broke, his line breaks, how absolutely dangerous he looks with the ball in hand at the moment. This is Jesse Ramian of 2018. We've got at the moment. He's just making some silly errors. Yeah, he's making some dumb errors. Defensively, he's bang up at the moment. He is. He's improved the size since he's come back, you know. And I still don't, don't think he's fully firing because, as you mentioned, you know, 2018 Jesse Ramian walks into origin, you know, you could argue. I, I You know, as good as Talakai's been, Ramian's still the bloke you want in red-hot form. 
but I don't know whether, you know, Talakai liked a photo of Ramian's sister on Instagram this week or whether he, he owes him money or, or what's going on because Katoa should have had four tries. And they weren't difficult tries, especially for a finisher of that quality. You know, take one away because of late tackle. He should have had a hattie, mate, going in to play for Tonga this week on the back of a hat trick, not a frustrating, you know, what could have been game. And that's purely because Ramian looked at him, saw it was him, and said, nah, fuck it, tucked under his arm, went himself. Decision-making. Yeah, the, 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 the first one you could tell Ramian really wanted that try because he stepped back in. And I thought for all money he was going to score, but Brimson just made really, really good contact. And then Firma came over and got him. But the second one that he didn't pass, there was no excuse. Like, Katoa could have done two cartwheels and a backflip and was, then put, put some sauce on a pie before he touched it down. Like, Was that the one where he threw his hands in the air? You could see? Yeah. Yeah, I want then, that gift. And then the third the third one, Katoa was in for all money. Yeah, and, the, oh, and he also had the one where he, it was a shit pass to his feet. Yeah, that's right. So he could have had five tries. Yeah, if that hit him on the chest, it's try time. Very frustrating, but, you know, it's showing the that Ramian... The two passes he threw, he threw one at his feet and one, one to his dad in the stands. Yeah. It's decision making. His decision making is terrible. You know, if there's a wrong decision, Ramian will find it every time. That we got to fix. I think Kennedy also blew a try where he went himself when we had a three on one from memory. Because I went to I went to tweet uh, Will Townsend. I thought, no, don't do it, Daniel. Don't start that nonsense. But you know, we could we could have won this game by thirty points. And I take I take credence in what you said before. You go away and you, you beat the Titans by thirty. Sweet, everything's good. Still, oh my god, if you want to nitpick, we could be here for two hours talking about how shit we were. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is as well is with that Kennedy one, he could have passed the ball inside of T. Wilton and Wilton scores. Could have passed the ball to Talakai and Talakai scores. Could cut Talakai out and give him the ball to Ronaldo and Ronaldo scores. Probably could have kicked the ball back in the inside as well. The one option that he shouldn't have taken was run, and he ran. That's it, the Chad Townsend option, mate. Now... His attempt on both Fermor was despicable. Uh, yeah, Don't it was. Don't the intercept. No, that was... Um, you got to force the, the player running at you to make a decision. And you could tell from 15 metres out, he wanted no part of that collision. And Fermor saw it. Fermor saw it. And he dummied and he went. And it wasn't even a full dummy. It was like, a, eh, Gornskis. It was like a, he blinked at him. Yeah. But the thing is, if you've got a second roller in that you know, running at pace, chances are it's going to be a shit pass from them. So yeah. force them to pass it. It's a, hit like him. Start sprinting at them. Spot on. Because if Firma's eyes aren't on, they don't have the ability of the centres. You know, if that's a centre, they draw a pass all day. Yeah. And Firma's a very good, you know, he was probably our best player in the second half so he kept losing the ball. I don't know what the fuck got into him at half time. But he's a pretty, pretty crafty player. He's not the biggest bloke in the world. But to not force him to make a decision... Because we've seen it a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember who it was. They forced him into a, a pass, and it was an intercept from the fullback, and they went down and scored. I think it might have been in the Melbourne game. No. It, uh, yeah, Nick Meany did one, and it was also Jake Averillo against Parramatta. That, that's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. Like that, you know, you force that decision, you got a chance of doing it. Going up there and doing the nothing, you got no chance. And, and once again, it was Sean Lane who threw the pass. Now, if you make a back row... And, to, to Avrilo's credit, he was running at Sean Lane. And I was taught that as a fullback as well. The minute someone makes a break, don't stand on your heels. Start sprinting at them. Make them make a decision. Um, in terms of other players, like Dale Finucane came off the bench, 91 metres, 23 tackles. Um, 
in true Dalfinukin stature, didn't miss a tackle. Britain Acora, uh, I'm gonna leave him alone, man. Like I'm so I'm so hot and cold on Britain Acora, and for the last month I've been really cold. Tolman, congratulations on getting your call up to the Origin team, son. Well done. Um, but I think we got enough out of break. Blake Braley this week. I mean, he caught the pass and fell over the try line. Other than that, his running game wasn't good. He made his tackles as he should. Wade Graham, you know, good to have him back. You can tell that his leadership's out there as well. Can't play on an edge anymore. Has to be in the middle. Make him our lock forward if we have to. He takes away from Teague Wilton, who is going to play rep footy. We need Teague Wilton out on that edge. Other than that, everyone else made 100 metres. Matt Moylan was fantastic. You know, caught two hospital passes and threw a forward pass, which I didn't think was forward, but otherwise very good. Now I've seen some people take to the Facebook groups, so take this with a grain of salt, and say that Nico Hines' form has been really terrible. I take huge offence to that because a halfback's role not every week is not to make, you know, five line breaks and seven try assists. His job is to pin them down in the corner. And take advantage when he did. Now I think he had a try this weekend. His super coach stats are really good, so you got to look at that for the little things. But Nico's defense is way better than it was in round one. His kicking is worlds apart from round one, and I think you know we've got ourselves a very, very, very good halfback here. I, uh, you know, if you're going to criticize, it wouldn't be with our number seven. The problem is people see him kicking on the third tackle and going, "Oh fucking hell, he's you know he's kicked on the third tackle again." There's a reason for it. You know who used comf- to, you know who used to kick on the third tackle a lot? Cooper Cronk. I was I was literally just about to say. So Matt Beddington, who has appeared on Rugby League Outlaws for us, has been in the Melbourne Storm system as well. And when I was asking him about it, he said it's just it's Melbourne play. Cam Munster does it. Jerome Hughes does it. Cooper Cronk did it. Um, whoever their five eight that they had at the time whether it was Brett Finch or anybody else who ran through that system, they kick on like that. Cam Smith used to love a second tackle kick. Yeah. And it's 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 the things that they do now, because if you have a look, Sam Walker does it, Luke Keery does it, Nathan Cleary does it, Jerome Luai does it. When the opposition forwards are tired and you've got nothing doing and you're 10 out from half time, oh, you're 10 out from the halfway line, kick the ball to the corner, make the fatties turn around, they're not back for the second or third tackle, you're on top. I think other players have made Nico look not quite as good as he has been because they're giving away the penalties when we've got him pinned in the corner and that straight away you think, oh, what the hell, so-and-so. Not, oh, that was a good kick that could have really come off. So if we can go a game or two without giving away that stupid penalty, the relieving penalty to let them out of their own end, I think you know those, those, things, those stupid thoughts about Nico will go away very quickly because I'm just... I'm annoyed that he's been robbed of an origin spot that he should have got this time last year. But, uh, you know, if you're going to criticise, the number seven's probably the second bottom out of the, the whole lot, if not the last person you can criticise. Yeah. Look, we've got to move on, Dan. You've got the, uh, the stats for us of the amount of representative players that we have. There's a few more than I thought, so what are we looking like? I just, I've got the big one. So the big one, of course, is Sif Talakai playing for New South Wales, been named on the bench, you know, will play as a middle forward. As we thought, they switched um, uh, Jake Jake Tolman, as you mentioned earlier, congratulations to him, uh, onto the, the starting to take the, the fun out of the game early on and then put a prop on. Talakai probably play 
10 minutes for half time and 20, 20 after. So expect to see him about half an hour. Fantastic. Sifa absolutely deserves it. If nothing's happening out wide in the centers, they can throw him out there if they want, but he'll play in the middle. It's my best guess. Uh, of course, Nico Hines has again been named the 18th man. So he's destined never to play Origin football, unfortunately. Unless there's an injury or if Nathan Cleary gets beaten this weekend, I think we give him the Mitch Pierce treatment and fuck him right off. Uh, and then the big one for me, mate, Ronaldo Mulatalo will make his Kiwi debut. A year after being robbed of a Queensland jumper, he's finally going to get the ju- the jersey he deserves. Of course, Nakora will also play for the Kiwis, but for me, you know, Ronaldo's, Ronaldo's a big one. Katoa's back for Tonga too, which is fantastic. I uh, hope their centers pass. He should see a couple of tries. And the one that I, I wrote about on Zero Tackle that's gone way under the radar, and I may have missed a few, feel free to comment. Kyle Aro will play fullback for the Cook Islands, and I cannot wait. I thought he was named at centre. I thought Andre Aro was playing fullback. No, no, they changed it. He's in number one. I checked earlier. Okay. Yeah, so, Kyle Aro's uh, in there. His brother is uh, also in the team. I'm pretty sure his dad's coaching. Yep, yep. Uh, or, his then, or his uncle or whatever he is. Uh, did Royce Hunt get caught up for small? Uh, I'm not sure. Just double-checking now. I didn't notice him. No, it doesn't look like he did, unfortunately. Okay. What a bit robbed there. But um, young Iroh is a bloke that we've been talking up for a season and a half now. It's been very, very good for Newtown. He looks the next next one ready. I think he's jumped Jensen and a couple of others in the pecking order. Just quietly. But, um, yeah, a big game for the Cook Islands against some pretty handy Samoan opposition. Could do wonders for her, his first grade stocks heading into next year. Yeah, absolutely. Um and there was someone else who is playing for the Newtown Jets that got called up for um, the Lebanese team, I think it is. Yeah, or, earlier tonight. Yes. Yeah, uh, Kane Kalishi. That's the one. Yeah, now keep an eye out for this guy. So he's an ex-Mounties uh, and Canberra player. Um, he's good. He's very good. Fantastic. Good having him. He's he is uh he's yeah, really, really good. Um so he's yeah, he's definitely one to keep an eye out for. I'm surprised Frank Pompello um didn't get a run as well. Uh I think Miles Tawley got called up for Fiji. Didn't you didn't check the Fiji inside to be totally honest? Sure. I know no, a couple of the Jets Sorry go on. We should also mention Billy Magulius is back for Newtown. Yeah, I was. that was one I had highlighted before. Now, there has been a bit of conjecture because our old mate Rugby League Mole said that he signed for Cronulla. What he should have said was he signed for Cronulla feeder team, the Newtown Jets, because my belief, and without having confirmation officially, is that he signed for Newtown on a, or a training trial, and there's going to – you know, he's a, he's a Newtown player, put it that way. So I also want to make it, and I know he's listening because he always listens and he'll jump in the Facebook DMs in half an hour or an hour. Billy, you know, look forward to that one. I don't know where it's come from that this guy's a good footballer. Yeah, everything I've read, because Molly said, you know, very handy footballer, you know, super first grader, superstar Billy Magulius. In what fucking world is Billy Magulius a superstar? He had two highlight reel kicks that were both flukes. And this is a bloke that I love. You know, because that Newtown season, I went to almost every home game and a couple of away games, and I rode that all the way to that last second fucking win in the uh, in the state cup. And he's a bloke that I have 
on my wall. It's now in the Outlaw set at Dids' place, but I had on my wall for years after that. So this is no Chad Townsend agenda. I don't dislike this bloke. But to say he's a first grader is like saying, you know, I'm Mr. Olympics. I went to the gym once last week. No. Just no, Mole. Shut the fuck up. Stop doing it, you idiot. In, in saying this, like when, when he was released from Warrington, I thought it was like form-based, but it's not. Apparently he's just incredibly, incredibly homesick. Yeah, I, I believe his partner's pregnant, which is absolutely fine. You're allowed to do that, and I'm not having to go at him for coming back. I just, he's not walking into that Sharks team anytime soon, even in his best form. So let's let's stop the Facebook posts that this is the second coming. If you play, if he signs for Cronulla and plays for us, great. You know, there's a footballer there, but let's just drop the shit. He's a great highlight reel player when he wants to be, but this is a bloke who has all the talent in the world and a terrible attitude. So hopefully my words can be played in his ears, and in two years' time, I can eat these fucking words, mate. Well, I, I, I actually went on to the Warrington Wolves um, uh, forum, just to, you know, the wire forum, just to find out what happened, and... The consensus was they were a bit disappointed to see him go because he brought something else in the tack, um, playing at lock forward for them. He was good coming off the bench. Um, and by all accounts, he was like really good at training sessions with, you know, because the, the thing with the Super League is all their training sessions are open training sessions. So whether you're a member or a fan, you can go down there and watch team training. So he was like pretty good at going around taking photos with kids and um, all that sounded really bad. But, you know, signing merchandise and stuff like that so they were a little bit disappointed then a rumor came around that he was about to sign for the west tigers he they've got a roster spot open and he was about to sign for the tigers but michael mcguire got sacked and they pulled the pin on it until they get the new coach because it wasn't just going to be a deal for the rest of the year it was meant to be for 18 months or or 28 months or whatever it is um, so that, that deal got pulled there, and so he had already been terminated from Warrington and was in limbo, and he's reached out to Newtown, and they're like, mate, you literally won us two premierships, you're welcome back, and you don't have to pay a few schooners. So I'm glad Billy's back for Newtown. Yeah. I am glad that he's back for Newtown. Apparently he had a really good game on the weekend as well, but that's, that's he's, a, he's a great New South Wales Cup player who's going to be like 20th man. So. Yeah, spot on. And it's great. And good on him. It's great to be back, as you said. Next time I see him, I'll buy him a beer because I haven't after those those two majestic kicks. But I just I hate the hyperbole, mate. Not every footballer is a superstar. You know, I've seen Luke Brooks again tonight on NRL whatever, you know, with Hoops and the other drunks and the fucking idiots and the agenda-driven, you know, don't get me started. But they were saying that he's down on confidence and this and that. So he's been down on confidence for six of the last seven years. Some players just can't do... You know, that superstar, they can't step to that next level. They can't do it. So, fucking, let's take the foot off the pedal and wish Billy the best. You know, hopefully he kicks us to another premiership for Newtown this year. Next year we'll reevaluate. I hope he ends up with the Tigers because they're a team that could use a player like Magulius. Well, that, that's, I was going to say that. They've just they've just got rid of Tyron Peachy or they're, they're allowing Tyron Peachy to walk. You could do worse than replace Tyron Peachy with Billy Magulius. Hey, Magulius is a better player who cares about the game more Arguably not quite as talented, but he's got, you know, he's got a New South Wales Cup premiership to his name, you know. Peachy couldn't deliver that for us. Peachy did deliver that for us. Oh, yeah, but... Oh, he, 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 wait, he wait, I take that back. I can't edit, otherwise I would edit that out. But, yeah, you're right. Okay. I'm going to call... for the Storks, remember? That's right, the Storks. 
That's, yeah, that was a fun year. I'd forgotten about that because our halfback was um, rather prevalent. Yeah, and, and Penrith's fullback that we beat in the grand final is currently our best player. That's right. So, yeah, good times. Thank you for good reminding time. me. I'd forgotten about that. Really good times. Now, speaking of good times, we've got the weekend off. It's wrap round, and then we go out to Bankwest Stadium to play the Canterbury Bulldogs. Danny, are you going to that game? Absolutely. I'll be jumping on the bus. Anyone yeah. who's interested, check the CWSC socials. That'll be a fun yeah. fun afternoon. You heading out, Terry? Uh, I think I'm going to head out on the bus with you. Oh, fantastic. Um, I've got to lift home, but I'm definitely going to head out on the bus with you. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one now. The dogs are in really, really good form, and Mick Potter has got them blazing at the moment. I don't think that they're going to hold that form, and I don't think that they're going to be able to continue. I think, you know, we should beat the Bulldogs, and we should beat them comfortably. They've got the forward pack to match it with us. I don't think they've got the forward pack to beat us. They've definitely got the forward pack to match it with us. And they've got Josh Adokar, who is scarily fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that Cronulla do really well when there's a weakness in the team is we exploit it. Now, they don't have a really good halfback, and all the kicking comes from Matt Burton. We will put a lot more pressure on Matt Burton than the Tigers did, and by the time Parramatta realised that Matt Burton was kicking him off the park, they started putting some pressure on him. Um, I think we'll win this game. I think it'll be a frustrating game. The Dogs will take us down into a dogfight, so to speak, um, but I think we will do what we did against the Titans and, and against the Warriors, and we'll just settle it down, and we'll start getting back to Cronulla football, and we'll win the game by about 10 points. Yeah, look, I expect a pretty much carbon copy of the the preseason trial, you know, for the first twenty minutes, it was a ripper, ripper game, and you know Burton scored early, and it was all, you know, indications were it was going to be like an eighteen all. Then Cronulla sort of ran away with it in the second half. I, you know, obviously you're talking different circumstances, and a few players are either in form or out of form now that were the other way in the preseason. But uh, yeah, look, I, they're the entertainers. They've been great the last two weeks, and that that dog army gets behind them, and it's good to see. So I really like Nick Potter. Thought he was hugely fucked over at the Tigers, so it's good to see him succeed. But not next week. I think I think Sharks continue their. Uh, I mean, the, the Dogs scored ninety-eight points in ten weeks, and then Potter's—they've scored like thirty points every fucking yeah. week. Mate, that Nathan Brown hand break is well and truly off. Trent Barrett, Trent Barrett rather, I get him mixed up because he's both so fucking ordinary. Yeah. Now the thing that I've heard is that. Going about the Bulldogs is that Christian Wolf looked like he was all money to go to the Warriors, but now the Dogs have realised they're not going to get Cameron Serrata. They're jumping in on the Christian Wolf, mate. Give Mick Potter another year. Yeah, he's he's definitely earned it, and he was the best coach of the recent Tigers. He had them so close, and they were ready to go. I think they flicked him because of Farah or something happened. Yeah, they flicked him because of Farah, and the, and the, and Cleary. Penrith had just flicked. Yeah, yeah, and they they jumped and and Cleary came in with his you know his bus slogan and became an absolute fucking meme, you know Cleary you know has done very 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 well at Penrith you can't bag him there but um yeah I, I, I think the Tigers would be better off and maybe even would have played finals if they stuck with Potter so I'm I'm with you with the Bulldogs keep him in yeah I, I I don't think I don't think the Dogs will keep him because he's not like the name you know what I mean they're just he's dumb not... enough not to mate. He's not, he's not the big name that's going to be the glamour person for this big club that the Bulldogs think they are. So I think they're going to go... And, but I don't think Christian Wolf's that either. I think they really thought they were going to get Cameron Serraldo. And now Serraldo has been courted by the Tigers, the Dogs, and just gone, 
finally some stay in a pattern. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it because every day there's an article saying Serato's about to sign with, and then an hour later it's a quote from Serato saying, uh-uh, not happening, stop linking my name to this garbage. So the Tigers thought they had him. They 100% were crawling that they had him. But that Justin Pascoe is such a lunatic, you'd be signing your career away signing for them right now. Yeah, I, I, I mean, this whole thing about the, the Tigers, I never thought he was going there. I thought he was going to go to the Dogs. Um, and I know we've gone off a little bit of a tangent. I did think Cameron Serrato was going to go to the Dogs. I thought he was going to work under Gus. Gus would protect him, give him a couple of years to build that squad and, and get the cap space in place. But I think Serrato is in the best thing for his career. He's not even 40 yet. Yeah. He's going to have the pick of the jobs. And you've got to remember, Craig Bellamy is one year, every year, closer to retirement. Spot on. And look, I know I know it's a terrible thing, but Nathan Cleary, you know, is... I mean, Ivan Cleary's unwell at the moment. So Serrato is officially, well, unofficially coaching them on, on game day. So, you know, there's plenty of experience there. And this is a bloke that fits Chase to be his, his right-hand man. And, you know, it looked for a long time like Serrato was going to make the jump. And then he did decide to stay with Penrith, which, you know, in hindsight wasn't a bad call. But um, the fact that we got closer to signing him as an assistant that these d- clubs did as a full-time coach says a lot about his class and where they're at. So um, just linking it back to the Sharks, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as I said, mate, I think I think we'll beat the Dogs. We've got, you know, our squad's better all across the park than theirs. Um, Ten-point win... We'll probably be on the podcast again, being real frustrated. But yeah, it's going to be calm. Copy and paste again. Why, Trindle? All I can say to you, Dan, is how am I, Moylan? How am I, Moylan? <laughs>